1: Shalom, and welcome to today's teaching on the Hebraic roots of Christianity, where we study first century Christianity and the faith that Jesus, whose Hebrew name is Yeshua, which means salvation, taught his disciples. And now, Hebraic roots teacher Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries International.
0: Shalom, I'm Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries, and we welcome you to today's teaching on the subject. The spiritual battle between Jacob and Esau. This is part two of the series. So we've seen that Esau, whose name is Edom, means red. And in the Bible, red is associated with the devil, who is likened to a dragon. We can see this connection by first looking at Genesis chapter 25, verse 30, as it is written, And Esau said to Jacob, Feed me, I pray thee, with that same red pottage, for I am faint. Therefore was his name called Edom. In Revelation chapter 12, verse 3 and verse 9, it is written, And there appeared another wonder in heaven, and behold, a great red dragon. And the great dragon was cast out, called the devil. So in Yeshua's parable of the wheat and the tares, Yeshua identified the tare as being the children of the wicked one, who is Hasatan, or the devil. And characteristically, Esau is a child, or behaves like the devil. Once again, from Matthew chapter 13, verse 25, And while men slept, his enemy came and sowed tares. A tare in Hebrew would be a sev which is a cognate or linguistically related to the Hebrew word for Esau. Then in Matthew chapter 13, verse 38, Yeshua tells us that the tares are the children of the wicked one. So next, we're going to see from Genesis chapter 36, verse 8, that Esau lived in Mount Seir, as it is written. Thus dwelt Esau in Mount Seir. Esau is Edom. Seir is the Strong's number 8165 in the Strong's Hebrew dictionary and it is the Hebrew word Seir which means hairy or shaggy or ragged while Jacob is associated with wheat Esau is associated with barley in Exodus chapter 9 verse 31 it is written and the flax and the barley was smitten the word barley is the Strong's number 8184 in the Strong's Hebrew dictionary and it's the Hebrew word se'ora. so Seir, the Strong's number 8165, comes from the Strong's number 8175, and this word se'ora, the Hebrew word for barley, the Strong's number 8184, also comes from the Strong's number 8175. So we can see where Esau lived in the Hebrew is associated with barley. So Esau who lived in Mount Seir which means in Hebrew hairy or shaggy is associated with a tear which has a characteristic of having a bearded darnel. So what is a bearded darnel? It is a weedy annual grass that often occurs in grain fields and other cultivated land and their seeds are sometimes considered poisonous. Next we're going to see how Esau is associated with grass which grows on the ground. Esau's name is Edom or Edom, which is associated with the ground in Hebrew Adama, as grass grows on the ground. In Psalm chapter 92, verse 7, it is written, "When the wicked spring as the grass, and when all the workers of iniquity do flourish, it is that they will be destroyed forever." The word grass is the Strong's number 6212 in the Strong's Hebrew Dictionary. It's the Hebrew word "aseb," which is a cognate or a linguistically related word to Esau, which in Hebrew is asov. Next, we can see from the commentary on the Torah portion Toldot from the book of Genesis, Rabbi Levi explains that Esau is associated with thorns. As thorns is a metaphor of Esau. He explains Jacob as a blacksmith who once saw bundles of thorns, a metaphor of Esau, being brought into the city. In Obadiah chapter 1 verse 18, Esau is associated with straw or stubble. As it is written, in the house of Esau for stubble, and they shall kindle in them and devour them, and there shall not be any remaining of the house of Esau, for the Lord has spoken it. So Esau does not follow the Torah. In Isaiah chapter 5 verse 24 it is written, Therefore as the fire devours the stubble, which spiritually is associated with Esau, because they have cast away the Torah of the Lord of hosts. So now let's summarize what we've covered in the first part of this teaching of the spiritual battle between Jacob and Esau, wherein we've looked at the spiritual characteristics of Esau, and they were as follows. Esau's alternative name is Edom, which means red. Edom in Hebrew is associated with the ground. Edom in Hebrew is associated with Man who's flesh. Esau is associated with being a Man of the world. Esau is associated with only caring about himself. Esau is associated with pride. Esau is associated with hating your brother. Esau is associated with murder and violence. Esau is associated with being inconsiderate to others. Esau is associated with being disobedient to parents. Esau is associated with the root of bitterness. Esau is associated with sexual immorality and fornication. Esau is associated with grass, thorns, and stubble. Esau is associated with wickedness. And Esau comes first alongside including Israel for the purpose of creating division and usurping power and authority. Esau is associated with deception and mixture. And clearly seen from all these attributes, Esau doesn't follow the Torah. And as a result, Esau is a child of the wicked one, or Hasatan, or the devil. So from these things, we can see that, spiritually speaking, Esau is associated with the world, the world system, the world's values, those things that are temporary, with the flesh, with carnal thinking, with the grass of the field, with only being concerned about himself, and thus the things of the flesh. So, let me once again emphasize that it is these spiritual values and characteristics that are associated with Esau, not necessarily if one is physically descended from Esau. Any human being can have these spiritual characteristics in their lives. So, regardless of who they are, physically from, they would spiritually be associated with Esau. Next, we're going to begin to see the significance that in the natural, Esau was a firstborn. And we're going to see that this spiritual battle between Jacob and Esau is a microcosm of the ultimate spiritual battle between Yeshua and Hasatan. As it was Yeshua who administers his purposes and plans in this world through the covenant that he made with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Whereas Hasatan, or the devil's agent in this world, by which he works his deceptive plans, comes through Esau. And we're going to see from the information that we're given in the book of Genesis, that Esau is going to be in the position of being the 12th Melchizedek priest of the creation of this world. The Melchizedek priesthood is a part of the government of the God of Israel and when Yeshua created the heavens and the earth as we're told in John chapter 1 verse 3 and verse 10 and Colossians chapter 1 verses 15 and 16 that he did so wanting to bring and administer the kingdom of God on the earth even as the kingdom of God is administered in the heavenlies. And Adam was assigned the task of being a steward over Yeshua's creation and to administer the kingdom of God on earth and to teach the kingdom of God and the ways of the kingdom of God or the Torah to the citizens on the earth. As a result, in being the steward, Adam had the place and the position of a Melchizedek priest whose offices include king, priest, and firstborn. From Adam... Noah was the eighth Melchizedek priest on the earth, and the saving of mankind from the flood came through his Melchizedek priest on the earth, who at that time was Noah. We're going to see how Esau was in position to be the twelfth Melchizedek priest of the kingdom of God on the earth from Adam, and twelve in the Bible is the number for the government of the God of Israel for example there were 12 tribes of Israel Yeshua had 12 disciples however we're told in Genesis chapter 25 that Esau despised his birthright or his position as a Melchizedek priest to rule and reign with Yeshua in his kingdom on the earth and Jacob desired to have this position to rule and reign in the kingdom of God on the earth with the creator and thus he desired the birthright from Esau, and as a result, Esau ended up selling his birthright to Jacob. So let's begin to see how this is so, given that the offices of king, priest, and firstborn are a part of the Melchizedek priesthood. So Adam was made a king over the kingdom of God on earth from creation. We can see this from Genesis chapter 1 verse 26 as it is written. And God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion. Dominion means you're going to rule and reign over which is what a king does. Let him have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth. We can see how Adam was made king over Yahweh's creation in Psalm chapter 8 verses 4 and 5 as it is written. What is man that you are mindful of him, and the son of man that you visit him? For you have made him a little lower than the angels, and you have crowned him with glory and honor. In the Midrash Rabbah, Numbers 4.8, it explains how Adam was the world's firstborn. It says, Adam was the world's firstborn. When he offered his sacrifice, as it says, and it pleases the Lord better than a bullock that has horns and hoofs, Psalm chapter 69, verse 31, he donned high priestly garments, as it says, and the Lord God made for Adam and for his wife garments of skins and clothed them, Genesis chapter 3, verse 21. They were robes of honor which subsequent firstborn used. So Adam was to have dominion over the earth, thus he was a king, and he was the world's firstborn, and he wore priestly garments. So Adam was walking in the office of king priest firstborn, thus he was a Melchizedek priest. In Midrash at Genesis 97, 6 it explains how Adam was given the birthright as it says and Israel said unto Joseph behold I die." Genesis chapter 48 verse 21 moreover I have given to you one portion which in Hebrew is Shechem above your brethren Genesis chapter 48 verse 22 rabbi Judah maintained the portion or Shechem means the birthright and the raiment of Adam next we can see From the Midrash Rabbah to Numbers 6:2, that the firstborn has kingship rights. Take the sum of Numbers chapter 4, verse 22. But with kings upon the throne, Job chapter 36, verse 7, signifies that the Holy One, blessed be He, allotted honor to the firstborn, and by them kingship should fittingly be assumed, as it says. But the kingdom gave He to Jehoram, because He was a firstborn. 2 Chronicles chapter 21 verse 3. In the case of David, it likewise says, I also will appoint him firstborn, the highest of the kings of the earth. Psalm chapter 89 verse 27. Next we can see from the Midrash Rabbah to Genesis 63 13 that the firstborn had priestly rights. As it says, And Jacob said, Swear to me, Genesis chapter 25, verse 33. Why did Jacob display such eagerness for the birthright? Because we learned that before the building of the tabernacle in the wilderness, the sacrificial service was performed by firstborn. And after the tabernacle was built, the sacrificial service was performed by priests. So from these things, we can see that Adam was the first Melchizedek priest of the kingdom of God on earth. And being a Melchizedek priest, he was walking in the office of firstborn, who was given the birthright, king, and priest. Now we're told in Genesis chapter 14, verse 18, that Melchizedek was the priest of the Most High God, as it is written. In Melchizedek, king of Salem brought forth bread and wine, and he was the priest of the Most High God. And Abraham gave tithes to Melchizedek. In Genesis chapter 14, verses 19 and 20, it is written, And he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abram of the Most High God, possessor of heaven and earth. And blessed be the Most High God, which has delivered your enemies into your hand. And he gave him tithes of all. Now, Melchizedek comes from two Hebrew words, Melech, which means king, and Zedek, or Zadik, which means righteous. So, Melchizedek means the king of righteousness. We can see this from Hebrews chapter 7, verses 1 and 2, as it is written. For this Melchizedek, king of Salem, priest of the Most High God, who met Abraham returning from the slaughter of the kings and blessed him, to whom also Abraham gave a tenth part of all, first being by interpretation king of righteousness, and after that also king of Salem, which was the historical name for Jerusalem. Salem, coming from Shalom, which means peace, or the king of peace from adam noah was the eighth melchizedek priest over the kingdom of god on earth from creation we can see this in second peter chapter 2 verse 5 as it is written and he spared not the old world but saved noah the eighth the word person is in italics which means it's not in the greek text noah the eighth a preacher of righteousness a melchizedek priest being a king of righteousness was to teach the ways of the god of israel to the people on the earth He was to live it and teach it. So he was a preacher of righteousness. So there was 10 generations from Adam to Noah. And we can see this from the genealogies outlined in Genesis chapter 5. And then mainly from the genealogies in Genesis chapter 11, we can see that there were 10 generations from Noah to Abraham. Next, I'd like to show you a graphical chart. And this is an age chart from Adam to Joseph. And upon close examination of this chart, it can help us to see how from Adam, Noah was the eighth Melchizedek priest on the earth to administer the kingdom of God on the earth. As after Adam died, his Melchizedek priesthood office was then given to Seth. When he died, it was given to Enos. When he died, it was given to Canaan. When he died, it was given to Mahalalel. When he died, it was given to Jared. When he died, it was given to Methuselah. And when he died, it was given to Noah. When Noah died, it was given to Shem. So Shem would be number nine. When Shem died, it was given to Eber, who would be number 10. When Eber died, it was given to Isaac, who would be number 11. And who was in position to be number 12 was Isaac's firstborn son Esau, But as we're told in Genesis chapter 25, he sold his Melchizedek priesthood office, which Genesis 25 refers to as the birthright for short, to Jacob. Thus, we see that there is a spiritual battle in the government of the God of Israel from the creation of the world between and among Jacob and Esau, who is in a spiritual battle regarding this twelfth position. And this twelfth position... Would complete the government of the kingdom of God from the foundation of the world as 12 is the biblical number for the government of God in the next slide we can see the names of those who held the Melchizedek priesthood office from the creation of the world beginning with Adam in list form so once again we enumerate them the first was Adam the second was Seth the third was Enosh the fourth was Canaan, the fifth was Mahalalel, the sixth was Jared, the seventh Methuselah, the eighth Noah, the ninth Shem, the tenth Eber, the eleventh Isaac, and Esau should have been the twelfth, so he was in the place and the position to rule and reign in the government of the God of Israel and his kingdom, but instead he sided with Hasatan or the devil in selling his birthright to Jacob who treasured it. Now let's look at Genesis chapter 25 and see how Esau is a firstborn. In Genesis chapter 25 verses 21 to 23 it is written, And Isaac entreated the Lord for his wife because she was barren. And the Lord was entreated of him, and Rebekah his wife conceived. And the children struggled together within her, and she said, If it be so, why am I thus? And she went to inquire of the Lord. And the Lord said unto her, Two nations are in your womb, and two manner of people shall be separated from your bowels. The one shall be stronger than the other people, and the elder, that would be Esau, will serve the younger, that would be Jacob. Continuing in Genesis chapter 25, verses 24 through 26, And when her days to be delivered were fulfilled, behold, there were twins in her womb. And the first came out red all over like a hairy garment, and they called his name Esau. And after that came his brother out, and his hand took hold on Esau's heel. Therefore his name was called Jacob. In studying the Hebrew, we can learn that Esau's garment is a hint of of his place and position of authority. In Genesis chapter 25 verse 25 it is written, and the first came out red all over like a hairy garment, and they called his name Esau. This word garment is the Strong's number 155, and it is the Hebrew word Adareth, and it means a mantle. It's the same Hebrew word that's used for a prophet's garment. So the Hebrew word translated as garment in Genesis chapter 25 verse 25 is translated as nobles in Judges chapter 5 verse 13 as it is written. Then he made him that remained have dominion over the nobles among the people and the Lord made me to have dominion over the mighty. So the word nobles is Strong's number 117 which is Adir which means a great one, a majestic one, a noble, a chieftain, a king. So in Genesis chapter 25, verse 25, the word translated as garment is the female form of this Hebrew word, a deer. Now the adjective used to describe Esau's garment is hairy. Genesis chapter 25, verse 25. And the first came out red all over like a hairy garment, and they called his name Esau. So this word hairy is the Strong's number 8181 in describing Esau's garment and it is translated as rough in Zechariah chapter 13 verse 4. So how Esau is described in Genesis chapter 25 verse 25 as having a hairy garment, these words are used in Zechariah chapter 13 verse 4, and it's associated with deception. So Esau's hairy garment is a hint of his spiritual characteristic of being in power and authority and using that place of power and authority to deceive. In Zechariah chapter 13 verse 4 it is written, neither shall they wear a rough or a hairy garment to deceive. So then we can see from Genesis chapter 25 beginning in verses 29 to 32 that Esau sold his birthright which is the abbreviated way of saying his Melchizedek position of being a king, a priest, and a firstborn in the government of the God of Israel. So in Genesis chapter 25 verses 29 to 32 it is written, And Jacob sawed pottage, and Esau came from the field and was faint. And Esau said to Jacob, Feed me, I pray thee, with that same red pottage, for I am faint. Therefore was his name called Edom. And Jacob said, Sell me this day your birthright. And Esau said, I'm at the point to die. What profit shall this birthright do to me? Continuing on in Genesis chapter 25, verses 33 and 34. And Jacob said, Swear to me this day. And he swore to him. Well, that's going to conclude part two of the series on the subject, the spiritual battle between Jacob and Esau. Shalom in Yeshua the Messiah. Amen.
1: Hebraic Heritage Ministries also offers a monthly discipleship program. If you are interested in starting a fellowship group in your area, let us know. We would like to help you. Please contact us for more details. Our website is Hebrutes.org. That's hebroot dot O-R-G. We would like to hear from you. Please send us an email. Finally, in order to take advantage of today's free offer, please mention this product offer and...